0: Welcome back to the Post Huddle Podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. Thank you for joining us. My name is Noah Davis, and I'm here with...
1: My name is McKenna O'Brien.
0: My name is Austin Ball. Okay, awesome. What are what are you involved in here on campus? Uh, I'm involved in FCA uh,
2: baseball. I'm a pitcher on the baseball team. And also I uh, run a G group with Isaac Rose and Noah Davis.
0: How has uh, Campus Ministries influenced your faith um, throughout here at your time at Wesleyan? Campus Ministries has been... Um,
2: a really big part of my life past couple of years. I didn't start going until I was a junior here. Um, it's really been a great experience being with other Christians that are of my age um, in the classroom and during baseball. There's a lot of non believers. It's been really cool to um, have the same alignments, same thoughts as people
0: on campus, and it's really helped me grow. Yeah, I like the um, talk about people your age, especially your teammates you can bond with through G Group. And that's something that's been a real influence to my faith too at Wesleyan is just people your age that um, you can bond with through Christ and just uh, learn and grow with, and especially guys like you and Isaac Rose that um, I helped lead G Group with and just other things. Um, that's been a real um, staple in my faith is just growing, growing with you guys. McKenna, you can you can add on to this if you want how campus ministries has influenced your faith.
1: Campus Ministries has been great to provide a community on campus. Um, It's made it the kind of thing where you don't have to worry about going to school and losing your community. You just come to a new one, and I think that's very, very helpful.
2: Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that have different views as us on Mm -hmm. campus, a lot of worldly views. It's nice to have people around you that share the same beliefs, and you can come together as community um, during your
0: week, in the middle of the Mm -hmm. week, break it up, and um, worship God. It's a great time. Yeah, and even at a you know, religious campus or Christian campus, however you want to look at it, you know, not everything is perfect, and there's still going to be people at these colleges that are um, non believers or maybe they're trying to question the faith or trying to figure out what who Jesus is. Um, it's good to still have those people in your corner because it's easy to get thrown off track. You know, we talked about yesterday with chapel and yesterday on the, the post— Chapel podcast with Dr. Smith, you know, he's talking about trials and talking about how it's not if you face a trial, it's when. And having those people um, in your corner, um, especially on your own team that you see every day that are there to help you, encourage you can really strengthen your faith. And that's why Campus Ministries has been such a powerful thing for me, is just not even that I'm on it. It's just the people that really make make it so special, in my opinion. Uh, How has God worked through you during baseball? It can be Um, At your time at Wesleyan, or just in general. So God has blessed me. First
2: of all, blessed me a lot with the talents I have. And if anyone's playing any college athletics or any Mm -hmm. athletics at all, um, God's really blessing you in that. Um, He's given me the opportunity to be on the baseball team, and the conversations I've had, just being in that group of guys in the community, is really from God. Like I, I say some things. I'm like, this has to be from the Lord. Mm or even people just coming up and just asking questions. So he's really used that community and group and um, being an older guy, being a leader on the team. um, He's really um, opened up, especially this year with the G G group. We have Mm -hmm. um, more people asking questions and actually sincere, like wanting to know more about God. But yeah, it's, it's been a great year just to be able to teach guys that haven't heard much about the Mm -hmm. word, just
0: planting seeds. It's been really cool. Yeah. It's, It's been fun because obviously, you know, we're teammates and we're around all the same guys all the time and help lead G group. So it's nice to see that guys know that they have people to lean on and guys know that there are, you know, some of their teammates um, that are there to help them walk through things. Obviously, we don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. and we can't save you and we can't (laughs) have any power over your soul. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, you said that we're here for a reason and it's more than baseball and I'm right with you. I know that there are certain people and certain events and certain things that have happened this year. I'm like, it's definitely from the Lord. Um, One of those is definitely leading G group. Um, I know that that is 100% from, from God that he has put um, us in a position to help lead and put, you know, me and McKenna gave us this podcast and shout out to the people at campus ministry that were, very open about it, and this has been something that has been not only has been very fun, but it's just been a great avenue to to share the gospel. And you, obviously, one of our one of our better pitchers, and you got injured early in the year. How was going through, you know, that injury? How was that a testimony, a little bit to your faith? How was what what was the process like going through that? It stunk. I'm yeah. Not gonna lie. Coming off a year where I had the most innings on the
2: team and geared up for a a big season. Mm-hmm all taken away. God really tested me during that time. And I put a lot of my faith in God because I trusted. I knew I was going to come back for a fifth year. Yeah, I'm a professional student, you know, still here. It feels like the 500th year, but he really tested me and I I knew I was going to come back for a fifth year and I just had to trust his plan. He really made me trust his plan. It was really weird. God was telling me before I got injured, he just like, take this, take this game Like serious, like take this game, Mm -hmm. like don't take it for granted, per se. And it was, it was actually not even in a game. It was in our um, inner squads that we have uh, gearing up for the season. Mm -hmm. I really took it in. I was really like, man, I'm really blessed to play this game. And like, yeah, it was really weird because I never really did that before. And leading up to the injury, it was uh, I started to think that every time. And yeah, but he has blessed me a lot during the recovery. Great surgery, and I'm getting back now, and it's just a blessing to be back. Mm-hmm. Even to, can never take the, the yeah, game I'm, for granted. Mm-hmm. It's I'm excited to be back, and he's right there with me. Yeah, I'm
0: happy that we're gonna have you, and praying for that you stay healthy because you're a big part of the team, and just don't want to see anybody hurt. But I can definitely relate to you because, you know, coming into this year, I'd never looked at it as, as much with gratitude as I have. It's, not, it's like instead of I have to go to practice or I have to play, it's like I get to play, and I'm a lot more grateful and have a lot more peace and have just a lot more – passion to be out there it's not necessarily i have more love for the game but i have more gratitude and i'm more grateful to god for giving me the ability to play because like you said it can be taken away instantly and for me like i've never really had an injury of that status that you have had so i can't relate but i mean i missed a few practices last week just with a small small muscle tightness and it felt like i missed weeks and it just sucked not being out there because it's just something one one I love to do, it, and two, it's a gift from God that He has given me and you and McKenna to play our sport. And for me, I look at now like as I try to grow closer to the Lord, that He's given me this talent, but it's to try to bring um, Him glory through it. So that's something that I, I really tried to do a better job of this fall is just is just be more grateful um, and just try to have more peace with, with knowing that it's it's all in God's hands, like not to worry about anything else. And we talked about living living in the moment. A few podcasts ago, I don't remember who was on here, talking about not looking ahead, you know, what, what's going to happen in, this, in the season. Am I going to hit good? Am I going to pitch good? Um, it, all those things really bring you down, especially baseball. You can relate how much failure th- there is in baseball, and that's something that yeah. really just bogs you down.
2: I think it talks about in, in James too, if I'm not mistaken. Like you have enough worries today, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Life is like a mist; it's here, here today and gone tomorrow. And that's you can apply mm-hmm. that to your sports. Yeah. We can all do that and can't take it for granted. You're not promised every yeah. every day in your sport. And you just got to take it a day at a time and focus on that day and get better. Have you Have
0: you applied anything? to golf this 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 ball McKenna that you haven't you think you've applied with, not like physically but like something that you've just tried to take in like we like me and Ball were talking about, like being more grateful for just, just playing.
1: I think um, the golf's a little different because we're playing with somebody in like the situation where you can talk to them for like four to eight hours, depending <laughs> on how long you're playing, how many holes. So one thing I've been trying to do is like bringing up those conversations, which can be awkward because like yeah. if you're not vibing with them and you have to stay with them all day, it might not be the easiest to bring up. But I've been trying to bring that up at least a little bit that I appreciate what God's allowed me to be able to do mm. or that, oh, I'm really involved with campus ministries. What do you do just to try to start that, plant Mm -hmm, that seed? Because like I said, golf's a little bit different. So I have more of an opportunity to have a conversation with the people I play against.
0: People don't, that's so overrated. As like, you know, the world obviously encourages, you know, and I'm very competitive and it's so easy to get caught up in in a tight game or, you know, where a physical play happens or competitor does something and they get an edge and they talk to you. And, you know, it's so easy to chime back. And say something, and like you said, you know, it's really hard to, you know, maybe I get a hit and get on first or second, or you're playing with somebody in golf, and I, you know, bring up, you know, hey, hey, man, are you, what are you involved in at your at your school? Like, oh, I'm involved in campus ministries. You know, that is a hard thing to do um, when you're competing. You know, it's a little easier to do with your teammates, but it's much harder to do with competing because it, it's just you're on your, it's a different little mental thing you know that's 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 a good point i think that that is something that i might try to implement from this year because that just brings me a little more peace and i'm not a big confrontational person although i'm very competitive that's something that i love seeing you know you look on social media and like you see like people like especially nfl i've seen it this year where teams get together and pray or certain people will get together and pray and she, CJ Shroud's one of my favorite players now because every time he's in an interview, the first thing he does is always give thanks to Jesus. You know, he says, first I got to give shout-outs, or he says something like that to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's amazing to see athletes being so firm in their faith um, and being so outspoken for Christ. And both of you can answer this question, what growth— Have you seen through G groups this year just as in your group and just like as a whole as your time on campus? So last year,
2: Eric Lyons and I, we kind of started mainly Eric Lyons. He kind of came to me. Um, We started just to have Bible studies as a team. It wasn't a G group yet, and we had about five to ten guys at times, more guys on the away games, but that's just because we were in closer proximity in the hotel rooms. But now we have – half the team there every week. Crazy, And it's crazy because, you know, just planting seeds, just telling guys, like, hey, you should come to to our Bible study. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to... Yeah. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. Just be there. Be available be for present. God. It's been great. And now I'm seeing these guys I've invited inviting other people. Mm-hmm. It's... It's really grown a lot since last year, and Canvas Ministries has helped a lot, given us a space... A big enough space to do this, and uh, just being encouraging and giving us more of a plan, structured plan throughout the week. Yeah, we used to just go one. from different chapter to chapter, whatever devotional we were looking through or whatnot. But um, going through Matthew's been great with the guys. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the guys, more guys, are asking questions, getting more involved. But yeah, it's been it's been really encouraging, and I'd like to see some of the guys take some more steps. Yeah. You know, being available, but really taking it in and using it to the, their lives. Applying um, it. It's, it's really hard to get away from sin because you, you become addicted to your sin or even blind to your sin. Um, I'd like to see some some guys take the next step, even agree, me yeah. as well. I'm learning a lot through these guys. Didn't think I could le- uh, learn that much through non believers. Just You're being just, a leader, you learn too. Everyone else comes from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different stories. It's been really, really cool and interesting to see how many guys we've gotten in a year and seeing uh, how much God has done. Absolutely.
1: Um, G groups have grown a lot, like you've said. One thing that G groups have really done for me is they've given me, I don't know, a different outlook. Um, Sometimes you see people who aren't really, like, involved in – the christian side of the world and you're like okay well they don't do this stuff anyway so what makes you think they're going to show up at this time and talk with a bunch of people they might probably don't know about something they don't really know anything about Mm -hmm. but there was a girl last week who showed up to my g group and she didn't even have a bible um she came because i was like hey you should come and she did and she's coming back again today and that just um thank you And that showed a lot for it's me amazing. because, like, she asked all these questions. She was there. She was involved, and it's one of those things where I never expected to see her there. And all it took was the was the ask. And
0: yeah, it's I like the structured part. And Eric Lyons, as uh, Austin mentioned, played a big role in last year just on the baseball team because he was really you know doing a call to action with starting the Bible study. And really, Eric played a big part in where I'm at in my faith because. Eric was a go-getter in terms of, you know, for the Lord. You know, he he helped start the, the Bible study with with ball and really, especially on the road, you know, for baseball, it, it can be long weekends just because you're playing one game or two games one day and then one or two games the next. It can just be long road trips. And to just set, a, set some time aside to fellowship with your teammates through um, the Word of God can just bring you away from baseball especially as we talked about even with success you know still comes still comes with you know some 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 baggage sometimes because baseball is not always you know you want to win in terms of team aspect but every athlete wants to help the team in in some way or another but in baseball i
2: you almost have to have god because you're gonna fail so many times if you're so worried about absolutely your statistics i mean Mm -hmm. it's gonna just eat you alive yeah so i mean baseball is a I've used God because, I mean, you're going to fail a lot Mm -hmm. of times in baseball.
0: I've found out that the the less that I try to control everything in life and in ball in general, the (laughs) more I relax and the more I have peace, the better I play and the more that I just don't get as upset. I'm still competitive, but I try not to let the game overtake everything. I try to, you know, at the end of the day when practice is over, when the game's over – try to clear it you know either way because I don't want my life revolving around baseball I've been there and done that and it's just constant
2: it makes you worse for the next game anyway it does
1: I think that's very very true because like Especially in golf, because you kind of got to take it hole by hole. And if you have a bad yeah. hole, you can't be focusing on that. You got to move on. And so it's really important to put your focus on the things in life that are like like your faith, because you can always rely on God, even if you can't always hit the ball mm-hmm. good, you know?
0: Yeah, and, you know, if you're always if you're in golf and you're always looking at the next hole instead of this one, or in ball, if you're always looking at the next to bat or the next game, you're going to miss what's in front of you now, like in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're trying to look so far ahead... <clears throat> You, one, we don't know what's what's ahead of us we only know what's right literally right in front of us um we're going to miss we're going to miss that and i've had to do that with my rehab mm-hmm. and looking too far
2: ahead before the injury you know yeah, cuz you, you got to go take it one at a time you're not even yeah. cuz i got i get injured and then now i'm out for the the whole season looking ahead you missed out what you were mm-hmm.
0: involved in in the moment yeah and that's and that's what you know having those good people around to really help and cuz being alone in your faith is is a It's almost impossible. been there in times where I've been alone and not necessarily in in my faith because I know God is always there. But there was times where I didn't solidify myself with like a G Group or guys or people in general that were going to help build my faith up. And one thing that G Groups has really helped me with is accountability. Having, you know, Austin and Isaac Rose and several other guys and other people in campus ministries and meeting with people every day and going to chapel... I feel like I'm held so accountable. And two, I can reach out to these guys and I know they pray for me and I pray for them. And, you know, we hold each other accountable through love. You know, we're not judging or condemning each other at all. We're, you know, holding each accountable, holding each person accountable. It's like being on the ball field or being on the golf course. You know, if I'm slacking at practice or slacking at a game, or I know someone can do better, Um, you know, I'm going to get on, get on to them with love. Like, Hey man, I know you can do better. I know, I know you can work harder. This team needs you and vice versa for me. I hope somebody if they see me slacking or see me not working as hard, you know, motivate and encourage me like, Hey man, you know, when you're working harder, you're helping not only yourself, but you're obviously helping the team. And so we can easily get, physically exhausted as we can spiritually exhausted. And getting burnt out spiritually is is definitely a real thing, especially when you try to do it alone and you're always trying to you know, shout out to Eric because he obviously had to put the Bible study you and him, uh, basically you two. Like we we didn't have a structured Bible study last year. It was Eric and Ball all themselves. We weren't getting a message on the church app saying, <laughs> "Here's the here's the chapter six today," and here's the questions and here's the breakdown. Like, and um, that was the
2: big thing just getting it started. And you see how much it's yeah, grown. Just yeah. just make, getting that action step,
0: <clears throat> planting was, that seed. Yeah, planting oh, yeah. that seed. What has been just a challenge to you guys' faith as a student-athlete, um, other than the amount of time? You know, we've asked this question to a lot of people. Time's the number one thing, usually. And what's something that's been a challenge other than, you know, your the amount of time?
1: I think um, one of the big problems is, like, the people you surround yourself with. Because not everyone on your team is going to be as faith oriented as you are. And you all have a lot on your plate. You all have a lot to do. And if you're around these people who don't prioritize yep. the same thing as you, it's easy for you to get in the mindset of, oh, well, I don't need to do that because, you know, they're not and God loves us the same. So like, it's fine. You really need to be careful because there's sometimes you surround yourself with people where you can't really help it, but you might not, they might not be the best influence on you. Um, they might not believe the same way you do. They might not make the their habits the same as yours. I agree. Um, and I think that's a really important aspect. That just because there are those differences, it doesn't mean your faith needs to be less.
0: Yeah, that's two good points. I think for, for me, I think sometimes, you know, I try to really see the good in people and try to, like, boss said, you know, invite people other than just my teammates, whether it be the chapel or G group or, um, whatever in general, or reach out to them. Sometimes um, it can you sting a little bit when people put you down, or for me the maybe the biggest challenge is not letting everything pierce my mind or heart in general. To when someone doesn't respond the way that you want them to, mm-hmm. um, which can be tough. It's it's easier said than done than to you know invite somebody or try to show them love and they don't reciprocate it back, or you know you're around those people that maybe challenge your faith and it could be your teammates and you're really trying to try to show them as much Jesus as you can and it can be tough when like like ball said they might be blind to their to their sin or they just can't see it and it can be tough to really try to break down those barriers of getting to them or really you know really trying to get them to see like like dude i i really want you to take this serious i really want you to see how important this is because like this isn't just some Mm-hmm. book we're getting together for and for English class every week and going through a seminar. And what did you get from this chapter? And, uh, you know, I really like this about this fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. It's, it's real stuff. It's, it's, you know, I talk about this in G group a lot, you know, and I've told a lot of people this, like, I wish I could take the feeling that I have, um, in my soul just from the Holy spirit and just let it flow through an unbeliever or someone that hasn't accepted Christ. Um, someone that hasn't invited them into their heart and be like, dude, it's a, it's a real feeling.
2: Yeah, like it's it takes a change of heart. And we're, as we're going through Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount, you can, throughout the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus just wants your heart. You know, it's a, it, it's a change of mind when you repent and mm-hmm. changing your ways. You're addicted to your sin, and um, it's not easy to change from it because that's all you've known for so yeah. long. But it takes, you got to be av- available and then also like accept God's ways. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a merry-go-round where you sin, pray for forgiveness. Yeah. And okay. I'm cool now. Like I can just sin again. Yeah. It's not it's not like that. It's a change of heart. God just wants your heart. But for your question, um, talking about baseball for me, except for time, like what has been the hardest thing for me during season? I I feel really close to God. I don't know if that's because I'm anxious or nervous all the time with need to rely on a, him before a start if I just have to use him to rely on him or what but I feel really close to God. And one thing I need to get better at and one thing I'm going to change this year is I prepare so much before the games, getting ready for the games that well when I'm anxious and when I'm worrying, I'm praying, but I also need to get in the word as well. I'm preparing so much my focus is just on preparing for the baseball game that I have that I'm not in the word or I'm not doing everything I can to glorify him. So I'm going to change that this year. Um, get more in his word to stay connected prayer and staying in his word is a big part. You can't just have one, but that's one thing I want to change this year is changing my focus. Not yes, I'm still going to prepare, yeah. but um also getting the word throughout the year. It's going to help guide me and, Try to glorify
0: him in yeah. any way i can and one thing that i was probably it was probably ignorant looking back on that i did in the spring when i was trying to really get back to where well not back to where i was but trying to be firm in my faith um i thought you know i'm really gonna try to get in the word and pray as much and this will help me get better in baseball this will that god is gonna give me you know a little yeah. more success and that's not how it works Mm-mm. it's not how it works and you know, i was, you know, silly to think that. I uh, not really think um, wholeheartedly that. But I thought, you know, by doing that, I would have a little more. I don't know what you would call it. Maybe more blessings from God. And that's just not how it works. God's not a, you know, a genie, and um, He wants to bless you, and He's going to give you the success He knows you need. You need. Yeah, and if you think that way, any time trial hits or
2: when you stink, mm-hmm. you're just going to be like, Yeah, okay, what what was this? What was I mean, you're just going to run away from him because it wasn't working, so now it's now it's on my own terms. I mean, one person that I really look
0: up to and somebody that probably goes under the radar now is, is Tim Tebow, one of the best college quarterbacks ever to play football. Tim Tebow was an amazing athlete. He was even a pretty good minor league baseball player. Still is. Yeah. Still amazing athlete. Uh, still not a, yeah, not a minor league player, but still amazing, amazing athlete. And he didn't have the best NFL career. mm he wasn't really given a fair shot in minor league baseball. It was more for uh, ticket sales because he actually had pretty good minor league stats mm-hmm. compared to some other guys that actually got a call up or got to AAA. But the thing about Tim Tebow was, man, when he didn't <clears throat> when he got cut from the NFL, um, when nobody wanted him, yep. when he was going through all that, man, he still kept God for- at insane. the forefront. And I am sure that he was down, and I am sure that he was. You know, maybe like we are, you know, wondering why, man, I'm, I'm going through some trial. What's up with this? You know, um, I'm, I'm always by God's side. I'm always trying to go, grow for God. But it's so inspiring to see that because obviously Tim is one of the most influential people to some people's faith. I know for me, he is one of those guys that um, when I get on social media, I love hearing what he has to say. It, it looks like he really trusts what God yeah. has in plan for him, even mm-hmm. if it's not what he wants it to look like. Yeah,
1: And I think it's really important for athletes, like for us and for people, in like the NFL, more professional sports to be strong in their faith, because you do not know how many people you will affect by doing that. And you might never see the results, but you will get to so many people and inspire so yeah. many people and encourage so yeah. many people. And that's so important.
0: I agree. And, and the thing about sports is we're all so result, result oriented and like we've missed the process. You know, the process mm-hmm. is the really the fun part. You know, winning is fun. But you know, playing the game is is fun too, and you know, just being out there is fun. And for me, my goal this year is is to be like Eric Lines was last year. And Eric was a a big influence more off the field than he was on the field. Eric was one of our better players last year, but Eric had way more influence for me off the field. He was a great athlete, a great hitter. He was a great ball player. But and when
2: he he didn't play for three years before his last year. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good athlete. He played phenomenal his senior year. But his faith was the same throughout. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, now he's getting success and now his faith changed. He was the same person. Yeah, baseball it Didn't matter didn't how him. his baseball didn't change him. He was he was yeah. the same person. He's a really good role model to look mm-hmm. at. Absolutely. And um,
0: yeah, he's <laughs> nothing changed. Yeah, that's something that I'm trying to apply to my life is, you know, whether I have uh, the best season of my life this year, the worst season or whatever comes, you know, I'm tr- going to try to trust in the Lord and know that through through the ups and downs of the season, I want my relationship with God t- to grow because guys are wa- people are always watching you in sports, even in success. How do you handle success? You know, are you going to be humble in the moment? Or are you going to give God the glory? And in the Valley, man, when you're 0 for 4, you go an inning and a half and give up five or six runs. You know, guys are always watching you. And the most important thing you can do or one of the most important things you can do in your faith is um, the tongue in your shoe, the actions that follow. You know, your actions do speak louder than words. And when getting recruited for college
2: or even pro ball for you because you're way too good. Uh, (laughs) That's what that's what these guys look at. They look at how you how you um, handle adversity. Absolutely. They don't always look at how great you are. Like they look at how you how you handle yourself when you just gave mm-hmm. up a home run. Do you still have your chest popped out? You ready for the next guy? Bring it on, mm-hmm. or you get a cave in when adversity hits.
0: So it's it's also a good way to
2: look at it from the the sports side of it. Yeah.
0: Last question: If you guys can give af- Christian athletes advice on handling success and failure, you know what what would it be? What would you give advice to somebody about? You know, how can I handle success and failure better? As a, as a Christian athlete, for me, I
2: have an audience of one mentality where it doesn't matter how many people are in the stands, what my coaches think, even to the point where I don't what my teammates think. Mm-hmm. On the mound, it's me and God, and um, just how I handle things is just to glorify Him, and that that takes a lot of pressure off your shoulders where, yeah, I do care about what my teammates think because, one, I'm trying to glorify God, lead them, and what my coaches think. But when I'm out facing adversity, I'm just there to glorify God just with my actions, trying to be a leader. But um, that takes a lot of
0: pressure off your shoulders. And the it, Lord doesn't care if you win or lose. Oh, He's not going to love you more or less because you might not be the best pitcher in the GMAC or the best hitter in the GMAC or you win the conference tournament or not.
2: Yeah, so that's how that's how I go about it. Um, <laughs> success or failure, you know, keep a, a level head and don't get too cocky or confidence in yourself. You can be confidence on the fe- yeah. ha- be confident on the field, but um, yeah, being cocky is just the audience of one mentality has really helped me and take a lot of pressure off my shoulders about trying to succeed.
1: I think it's really po- important to just remember that you can't be an athlete forever. At some point, something's going to happen yep. and your career's going to be over, but you can be a Christian forever. And so at the end of the day, good point. Um, at the end of the day, you need to think about what really matters and whether you win or lose in 20 years, you're not going to remember that game. But in 20 years, yeah. someone might m- remember the way you love Jesus in that scenario. And so I think it's just really important to remember what matters because at the end of the day, win or lose, it's still God. So.
0: Couldn't have said it better. Thank you guys for coming on today. Um, this concludes this week's Post Huddle Podcast. Thank you for joining in. If you ever need anything or need prayer or questions, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media uh, and tune in next week. Thank you.